Welcome to the Stephen and Arjun's Football Podcast, where they discuss anything football, everything football. This podcast is brought to you by Starshot Bakery and Misuboy SG. Craving for party treats like cakes and cookies in Subang Jaya? Visit starshot.bakery on Instagram. Or would you like tiramisu in Singapore? Visit misuboy.sg on Instagram as well. Right, good day, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Stephen and Arjun's Football Podcast. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Starshot Bakery and Misuboy SG. Last time out, we talked about our predictions for the Champions League last 16 knockout stage and as well as the Europa League last 32 knockout stage that involved the English clubs. And today, our team in focus is Tottenham Hotspur. And today, we have our Guests here today with us, uh, fellow Tottenham Hotspur diehard fan, Cedric Lowe. Cedric, welcome. Hi, thanks Stephen for having me and uh, good to see you Arjun as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. thank you, thank you. Thank you for, to, uh, right. for agreeing to join us on this channel today. And how about Cedric, you give us our listeners uh, your background and how do you started supporting Spurs? Um, so the funny thing is that I was actually an Arsenal fan at first when I was really young. And uh, wow. it was the invincible season that convinced me. And then when I grew up, I started to be a bit more, what's that word, hipster. And that I, I was kind of sick of people supporting just the top four teams who were MU, Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool. So I looked at who was right outside that, uh, of that season when I decided to do it was the 06-07 season. And fifth place was Spurs. So that's why I decided to support the best of the rest, not knowing the history of Arsenal and Spurs. And so when I became a Spurs fan and, and started uh, learning about Spurs, I was like, oh, wow, I, I support the enemy when I was young. <laughs> so, so I'm kind of like uh, the opposite Soul Campbell in a way. You are the hurricane. Yeah. You are the hurricane. Yes, I am the hurricane. It's <laughs> a very interesting background. Yeah. Probably the most interesting reference so far. Yeah, so that's why you, you may see photos of me in Arsenal shirt when I'm young. Uh, hopefully those get deleted in the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's exactly how Harry Kane came about. I think his, yes, his yes, Arsenal exactly, pass was also yeah. dug uh, up, right? He's, he also was, had an Arsenal jersey yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's why I'm scared of those photos coming out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, thank you. Thank you, Cedric, for the brief introduction. Uh, so without further ado, let's jump in to discuss Tottenham Hotspur as a football club. Yes, yeah. Very, yeah, very, so... Very um, cool. <laughs> Yeah, so this season, we would say that I think myself and Arjun and fellow football fans have been uh, treating Tottenham Hotspur as a title contender, especially when they had a, such a good start at the start of the season. I think they topped the Premier League table. And, mm-hmm. and I still remember talking to Arjun saying that, hey, you see, uh, I think MU was wrong to sack uh, Jose Mourinho because he still have his uh, special touch on. And uh, Arjun, I remember Arjun specifically mentioned about Jose Mourinho's second season syndrome, where second season he tend to perform uh, well. And for example, second season at Chelsea, he won them the Premier League. Second season at MU, he won them the Europa League, for example. But, you know, nowadays, we, we, ever since the, 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 the hurricane injury, we start to see the, 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 uh, the form, Spurs form start to drop off. So do you think that Jose is losing his touch as a defensive coach? Because all we know, Jose, has, Jose Mourinho has never been an attacking coach. So what do you think about this so far? So the way I see it as a Spurs fan is that there's the Spurs way of playing and then there's the Mourinho way of playing, which is why it was a weird choice that Mourinho came in. Like the only reason he came in was because uh, the stigma around Spurs was no trophy. And so he was brought in to, to, to uh, give Tottenham a trophy at all costs. 
and that meant sacrificing the Spurs way. And so the fact is, if you have Jose Mourinho at your club, you need to, and uh, if you have Jose Mourinho at your club, you need to let him do what he does best. And at, at that point, it's about like spending money and then like giving him what he wants, not, not bugging him about style of play and whatnot. And I don't think Spurs has given him the, uh, the tools necessary because uh, if you follow the great Mourinho teams, there's always a great centre-back. He yes. had a great centre-back uh, in, uh, in Chelsea. Not, not a great, like two great uh, partnership of uh, Terry and Cavallo. And then even at Inter Milan, I forgot what's the name of the dude. But Walter it's, uh, I think it was the nephew. Sorry, what? Walter Samuel as well at Inter Milan. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yep. And at Real Madrid. And he had that even at MU, maybe, no, actually, no. No, no not at MU. <laughs> and here, and whatever you feel about it, about the defense at MU, yeah. The quality is even lower in Spurs because I'm not a big fan of Eric Dyer, but the fact that Eric Dyer is the best defender there, then you know that's not that's not a staple Jose Mourinho team. Like a Jose Mourinho team is strong from the back, and so if Mourinho is trying to play a uh, 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 that defense way, like that grinding out way, with with that backline of Dyer, Sanchez, Aduero, like whoever you put in Rodon, that's that's not gonna work. And so it's him trying to play his style with with players that aren't uh, that aren't uh, up to his standards. So as a Spurs fan, how long do you think you'd be patient with him? Like, would you be willing? How long would you be willing to wait to see whether he can win Spurs a trophy, or would you rather change to a coach where at least, like Pochettino, where the style of play excites the Spurs Spurs fans? So I think eventually Mourinho will go. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a long term thing. It's just a matter of fact of whether he'll go this season or next season. So I won't sack him anytime soon. For me, I will wait until uh I'll wait until the mid third season maybe. Uh, because this is me predicting that the third season will go very badly. <laughs> so I think this season should be fine. I think uh I think uh, the optimist in me sees Spurs finishing in the top four and uh hopefully winning the League Cup. But I, I, to me, personally, I think the top four is more important. So if, if Spurs can do both those things, then definitely he'll keep his job. But then looking forward, I don't think that he's going to be a long-term option for Spurs because he, he's always about spending money. It's all about defensive. And in the long run, that's going to that's gonna, um, that's gonna kind of wear the players down, as we saw in many clubs. Like if, he, if, he did, if that happened to him at Chelsea, where he won the, the Premier League. He won them the Premier League, and yet he, he got the players fed up. <laughs> so imagine if you're just finishing like top four or just winning a League Cup. It's, it's definitely going to happen. And, yes. and yeah, so, yeah, so what, I would what do you still th- give him until the end of the season. Yeah, I understand. So what do you think about the, the defensive partnership between Eric Dyer and Toby Alderweireld? So, um, not good enough? I, I don't think it's good enough, no. Because when when Vertonghen left, it was uh, mm. yeah I understand why because he's he's a he's on the decline, but I thought that mm. he he at least like had the leadership qualities that was needed at Spurs, and so I think Spurs sold him thinking that Otherworld will step up to the plate, and so far he hasn't. In fact, I think Otherworld has put in some bad performances this year, which is um he, he would stand out more if 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 uh. But the other this uh, the other center backs are also doing really badly. So it's, I remember that game against uh, just a few weeks back. Okay, yeah, against Liverpool, 
where like they played three center backs and each of the three center backs contributed one goal each to, to like mistakes. <laughs> so it's like, there's no one stands out. No one's that perfect like center back right now. Everyone is a mess. So that's why I don't feel like, uh, I feel like that, uh, Spurs is lacking that leadership uh, defender. And if you ask me who to get, I that that's really hard to answer as well because like the, the player that Spurs needs probably out probably not realistic and also probably who out would of be the, your, your ideal the, uh, uh, signing uh, if money was an issue um, yes uh, Ruben Diaz <laughs> because okay. Spurs was teasing like they might get Ruben Diaz in the sub, in the summer but mm-hmm. they they let Man City get to him so that's why I was like oh, oh that's that sucks. <laughs> But yeah, there was there was chatter that Spurs might sign Ruben Diaz, and now it's looking at how well he he's uh he's make, made uh, Man City. So, um, so yeah, that would be look, my ideal sign, but just I the mean, way he's coming. Speaking defensively, looking at the stats wise in the Premier League, uh, Spurs are actually having the second best defense in terms of goals considered. Uh, where of course of course they are far behind Man City, but Man City is far ahead of everyone else in terms of goals considered where Man City have only considered 14 goals. Uh, Spurs have considered 22nd, which is still the second best in the league. But do you also think that scoring goals is a problem? Because they only have scored 36 goals, which is uh, not good enough to be in the top four, because uh, the top four clubs have all scored more than 40 goals. Um, do you think Spurs are over-reliant on Harry Kane and Son Heung-Main, where if one of them don't play, that Spurs teams seem to just struggle to string a few passes together to attack? For a while, yeah. Oh, actually, I, let me get back to the very first point you mentioned, which is yeah. the Spurs has the second. That's surprising to me too, <laughs> because the amount of mistakes I've seen from this Spurs team, like your and your second, like, <laughs> means everyone else's defense really sucks. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, that's why I I still don't give them praise for that. Like if they def- if they if the goals considered were like amazing, like you know the goal that Son scored against Arsenal, if it was that those kind of goals, I'm fine. But the goals Tottenham have been conceding, like I would say, ninety percent has been like re- individual errors, or yeah. So, to me, although second, no, I, I don't accept that. And uh, so, in terms of the attack, um, it was a problem. Uh, it was a pro- uh, it was a problem like uh, mid season, where they started showing stats of like oh ninety percent, ninety something percent of Spurs goals comes from either Kane or Son. But I think in recent weeks we did see that. Uh, they can attack and they can score goals, uh, not solely depending on uh, Kane and Son. And that's when you have the likes of uh, Lucas and uh, Lamella coming in. So I, I don't know whether you guys saw the Tottenham Amazon documentary. I didn't watch everything, but I watched some key parts. And uh, they, were, they mentioned, uh, Mourinho was mentioning that, you know, he likes a player that can be nasty. And so with Lamella, that's a player that has that nasty streak in him. And you've seen Lamella, the way he can wind up uh, opponents during big, big games and so I think he's been quite helpful in attack now uh, uh, taking the load off of uh, Harry Kane and uh, and Son and uh, Lucas surprisingly right now is the creative player because uh, I would say Christian Eriksen hasn't been replaced properly um, and that's why uh, Spurs has been struggling and uh, his supposed replacement Lo Celso is always injured but when he's he's on uh, Lo Celso is actually a really good player He's just injured a lot. He's like he's like Abu Dhabi. <laughs> he's like uh, Musa Dembele. Uh, so, so but, uh, attack, do you think Spurs need to get someone in terms of transfer targets, for example? Yes, because Los Celso is always injured. So that's why 
they need a center midfielder. But that's from my point of view. From Jose, Jose Mourinho's point of view, he doesn't think he needs it. Because if you if you follow Mourinho's teams, he doesn't necessarily has a luxury player. There's no there's no Ericsson in his team. There's no Pirlo in his team. Like if you remember back in Chelsea, like his first team at Chelsea, who was the player he hated the most? Joe Cole, who was the only great midfield, uh, midfielder at Chelsea at the time. Like his his midfield was uh, one destroyer in Makelele, and then he had engines in a uh, uh, box to box midfielders with a uh, Lampard and Thiago. So there's no room for a creative player. And that's why now you see the yeah. midfield that Spurs has. And Dombele uh, and uh, Hobart. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, even yeah. the replacements, Wings, like he doesn't really fancy Wings. And Wings is more of that Joe Cole kind, but not really. Like that's why he's, he's in between. And then Sissoko's another engine. So there's no real creative midfield. So personally, although I would want a creative midfielder, I don't think Mourinho is looking to get one. Yeah. And, and Harry Kane is his Didier Drogba, his Lukaku, yes. his uh, Ibrahimovic. Yeah, Ibrahimovic that's and right. Diego Costa. Diego Costa as well. Yeah. And yeah. that's why like, a lot of people are wondering like, when Harry Kane started playing Playmaker, like, was that Mourinho's doing? I don't think it's Mourinho's doing. It's just because Mourinho doesn't have a Playmaker, Harry Kane is just going like, huh, I guess I have to do things myself. Yeah, so that's why I, I think uh, Harry Kane has been playing Playmaker this season. I don't think it's a Mourinho thing. So, me, I want to, I want a playmaker, but I'm not the manager. So at the end, it, it depends on what Mourinho wants. And from Mourinho's point of view, he doesn't really want to score a lot of goals. His his game is grinding out games, mm. and that's why if I'm thinking from Mourinho's point of view, it's about fixing that defense. Because if Spurs score like the limited number of goals that they do, but cut out that ridiculous defense that uh that lets in goals like the all the one one draws that the Spurs have been having, and like that game against Liverpool with the horrible defensive midfield, uh, uh, yeah, all the defensive mistakes there. And if you play Davidson Sanchez against City this way, he may score a goal like he did against Everton. He's going to concede two for every one goal he scores. So, yeah, that's that's not the Mourinho way. So, for Mourinho, he, uh, we, the Spurs fans, want more goals for sure. And I'm sure other clubs want that as well. Like, they want to see entertaining football. But, from Mourinho's point of view, he definitely wants to fix the defense more. So if there was a transfer window, he's definitely gonna go for a center back, uh, or, and also on the fullbacks. Because Matt Doherty, I was excited when Matt Doherty came because I was like, yes, no more Aurea. But uh Aurea upped his game, and that that makes Doherty kind of pointless now. And Ben Davis is he's solid, but not not when when you say top four team, you don't think of Ben Davis at left back. And uh, now that Reguilon was injured, he, he's filling in okay-ish. But yeah, he, he was one of the centre-backs that contributed the mistake that day against, uh, against Liverpool. So, uh, Speaking yeah. of Reguilon, yeah, I think he is one of the, the transfer that Mourinho got it right, though. Regular. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah he did. But the, yeah, he's injured now, though. So yeah, that's why he, now. yes. Yeah. Right, but just now we talk about the, the Tottenham's attack. But on paper, uh, at the start of the season, if you look at Tottenham's forward, you have Lucas, you have Son, you have Lamella, Harry Kane, Bergwijn, Carlos Vinicius, and Gareth Bale. And they signed Gareth Bale. So on paper, it looks terrifying for a rival fan. Yes, I think, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was one player that we did not talk about, Gareth Bale. The Gareth Bale problem. What's wrong with him currently? I'm going to be in the minority here. So don't take every Spurs fan. Uh, I, I don't speak for all Spurs fans because okay. I'm the minority Spurs fan here. I wasn't a big fan of uh, Gareth Bale coming back because I didn't want a I didn't want leftover Gareth Bale. 
Like if it was not the Gareth Bale that left Spurs, I don't want him. And I think that that you can see that now, that uh, yes, he doesn't fit yes. through that Mourinho way. Yes. So he's he's the next Joe Cole right now at Spurs, where Mourinho is throwing him under the bus, threw him under the bus against uh, against Brighton that day. And Mourinho's style is not not just his style of football, but his management style is you have to pick yourself up. Like he's not going to motivate you. You have to go and uh you go, you have to go and uh, uh convince him. And so he worked with Andon Bailey, so that's good. It shows that Andon Bailey has character. Gareth Bale is not that kind of player. Gareth Bale is the player that you need to motivate. And that's why he played well under Harry Ratnap because Harry Ratnap like, motivates him. Like, Harry Ratnap changed him from... We almost forget that uh, Bale was a left-back at first. Can you imagine yes. all that talent wasted in a left-back? Yes. And Harry Ratnap actually encouraged him and, and, and like, became his mentor, put his arm around him. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's why he, he performed as well as he did. And even AVB, who, who is a cold... Like you would think mm. as like this cold guy, he's probably a Mourinho who doesn't win, and mm. he he's he managed to get the best out of Gareth Bale too by by being nice to Gareth Bale. So mm. he needs that arm around him, he, and that's why he doesn't do well at Real Madrid because Zinedine Zidane isn't doesn't have time to to man manage him as well. Yeah, because uh, but Arjun back then we didn't yeah. know who was right. Was it Zinedine Zidane right or was Gareth Bale right? Because Maybe Zidane took it personally that, that he want to keep Gareth Bale out of his team. So we didn't know. Uh, that's true, right. but Gareth Bale uh, was never a very hardworking player. He was more towards the luxury player type, which Mourinho never liked. Uh, similar right. to when he was at Man United, yes. why he had problems with Pogba, but he loved Herrera because Herrera was the workhorse in midfield, uh, the engine. But Pogba was the more creative type who loves the ball, who liked a bit of discipline. So he, that's also probably why those problems happen. Mm. So looking at that, I felt like Gareth Bale was more of a Pogba type player than a Herrera type player. Mm. In that sense, yeah. Yeah, and just now when I mentioned like Spurs probably need a sign of creating it, he's already there. <laughs> it's Bale. And see, him, I almost forgot that. He, see, uh, throughout this whole conversation, yeah. until you brought Gareth Bale, I told you yeah. he was at Spurs. I realized both of you did not mention Gareth Bale for the good part of 10 minutes. <laughs> No, no one remembers that he's there. Like my, the, the, the only two highlights of Gary Bell this season. The first highlight is uh, uh, he scored the winner against the earlier game against Brighton. That that game's first one. So he scored mm. the winner in that. So that's the first mm. highlight. The second highlight is the guy who, who took a photo of like, Gary Bell's playing outside my house uh, in that game against Marine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those are the only two highlights of uh, Gary Bell. <laughs> uh, speaking about the way no, that, that's why I do um, I, read, I came across an article that says uh, Mourinho likes to push Bergwijn back almost as right back position to double up on the opponent winger which is why on the left Son goes up further up to compensate and which is why the Kane and Son rel- uh, relationship or the tandem happens but this also sacrifices Bergwijn's attacking ability and also when Doherty plays uh, he used to play as a wing back for Wolves so his strength was getting up uh, very high up the field putting in crosses which he hasn't been able to do as much as Spurs. So probably the right side of midfield and fullback as well is not being exploited. In, uh, it's not, uh, not sorry, exploited is the wrong word. It's not being, um, let's say... Robust uh, enough. Yeah, yeah robust enough yeah. or the best it can be in terms of attacking potential. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you on that because uh, Bergwijn had a really good start. Uh, hopefully he can replicate what he did against uh, City. Uh, 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 Rapid City this week, what he did in the, his first game for Spurs. 
Uh, but I don't think he'll start. That's the problem. Uh, I think Lamella will come in because Lamella, uh, uh, Stephen, I know as a Liverpool fan, you know how how annoying Lamella can be. <laughs> yes, to, uh, I, think, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know whether you remember uh, Virgil van Dijk considered a penalty against Eric Lamella because yes. his, yeah. his tie rubbed against his butt or something like that. <laughs> no, and, and no, 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 no. I have, I have a video to show that that penalty was 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 justified. But you remember <laughs> the, the, the penalty, but, right? Yeah, I, but, yes, yes, I remember. And it, yeah. it's, it was Lamela being smart at getting yes. getting that uh, that foul. Yes, I think that and game so was. So you need uh, that characters in big game. Uh, Victor Wanyama with a long range rocket. Was it the same game? Yes, yes. But yeah. speaking about Steven Bergwijn, so I still cannot to forget right his problem. So yeah, Bergwijn is more his uh his his goal against Manchester United at, during Project Restart. You remember he 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 left Maguire for dead with his speed. Yeah, the, but I I still my my favorite goal of his is still that that Man City goal because that was like whoa who's this dude? <laughs> <laughs> like no one can, nothing can beat that that first impression of him. But yeah, that that Emil goal is pretty good too. Actually, speaking mm. about Lamela and Emu as well, even yeah, so speaking the 6 1, where uh, mm. he elbowed Marshall, and then yeah. when Marshall rejected, he fell down, and Marshall got sent off, but Lamela escaped. That, that was also a very yeah. good yeah. play. <laughs> <That's> what... <laughs> so, yes, yeah, yeah that's, why, that's why I think he'll play instead, because you need that kind of character against the big teams. And so that's why I think he'll be sacrificed. So, in that sense, I think you, you will see. I don't know whether it's a good thing, but you see less discipline in terms of like tracking that and all. And uh, for Doherty to be playing that kind of right back role, yes, it's a waste. Like I was so excited to to get like a, a replacement for 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 um, uh, Aurea that I didn't I didn't think like oh wait that uh, Doherty doesn't doesn't really fit into that role because he's more of an attacking player. He's like a he's like a less irritating uh, Aurea, but <laughs> both of them just attack a lot. And I think it stands back to that problem of like when they sold Trippier, I was like, uh, I, I wasn't angry at first because I was like, okay, I get it. Spurs are selling uh, good players to get better players. So, you know, if you have to let, get rid of Trippier, you, you bring someone in. Oh, wait, what? You didn't bring anyone in? Oh, oh no. <laughs> so like since that Trippier, since that Trippier departure, uh, I've been, that, that right back position has been a, a big flaw. And although Aurea has improved, this season, he still makes those mistakes. Uh, but on form, depending on fo- looking at form right now, he is the better right back. So he has to start against City. So, Sorry, Stephen, go ahead. What was Trippier's problem though? I remember he take good set pieces. Uh, yeah. So he had a... He, after that uh, amazing World Cup in 2018, like he was the easily the best right back at that World Cup. Um, after that World Cup, he had a slight drop in form. Uh, but I didn't find it too alarming. It was just a slight drop. Like everyone will have that dip. Uh, but then uh, when he did, did the interview at Atletico, he, he mentioned that uh, the Spurs dressing room has has gone, uh, has become poisonous or something like that. Mm. And until today, like no, I guess we will never know. Or if we know, it will be like 10 years from now because he didn't elaborate further. And that and, was uh, under Pochettino. Yes, that was, that was uh, right be- uh, the few months before Pochettino left. Oh, yeah. So okay. until today, I, I don't know what happened there. Uh, I don't know whether that that poison is still there in the dressing room. Uh, at times this season, it looked like it's still there, <laughs> but then at times when you know when you're top of the league, it's like, what 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 was Trippier talking about? Man, he he's lying. 
you know uh so yeah that that, that part is is still a mystery to me of why why Trippier left uh but he look he's doing he's doing very well I'm sure he doesn't regret at all <laughs> considering where Atletico is right now so I, I'm happy for him it's not like, and it was Spurs who let him go like it wasn't it wasn't like him uh, uh it wasn't like uh uh him like trying to get that dream move like Gareth Bill last time he was he was supposed to be saying oh you want to go sure you know he wasn't supposed to even make an effort to keep him so I don't begrudge him on that I begrudge Spurs of letting Trippier go and then not getting a better defender I'm okay if you sell Trippier but you need to bring somebody in who's good and yeah that's my problem speaking of right backs as well do you think Spurs made a mistake letting Carl Walker Peters go uh yes and no so uh yes in that I I think he he's the uh, of the three right backs, he will yeah. be the most Mourinho-ish because he's young and he will listen to what Mourinho says. Mourinho tells him to stay back. He will stay back. At Southampton, he does have the freedom to roam around. And so that's why he 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 uh, he, he enjoys life at Southampton. But in that game against uh, Southampton this year between Spurs and Southampton, uh, there was uh, in that 5-2 win, a lot of the five, uh, I would say about three, three of the goals were Carl Walker-Peters' fault. So I guess, you know, I wouldn't, in that, in that sense, I wouldn't necessarily miss him. But yeah, uh, if, if, Mor- if you want to let Mourinho play the way he wants to, then you need Carl Walker-Peters there because he's the, one who's, he's the one who's most likely to listen to Mourinho. Aurea listens a bit, but, you know, he, old habits come in. He wants to attack. Then Doherty is still adjusting to this new defensive role. Yeah. I think Oriel has his naughty side to him, right? He's more attacking. And so, like, oh, if okay. he plays in a PSG kind of, like, where, where everyone every, everyone's so scared of PSG in the in the gray one. Mm. So, you know, as a right back, you can just keep bombing on. Mm. Uh, or he can play at Wolves because Wolves likes to attack. And that's why Wolves is suffering this year because, like, they, are, they, they don't have a Doherty there. So if mm. he goes to Wolves, then I think he can help Wolves. But if you're in the big team that you know, where Mourinho demands that you defend, uh, be disciplined and whatnot, don't concede stupid penalties. He's not the guy. And so, you know, if PSG wants him, uh, uh, sure, <laughs> take him. Oh, yeah, now now, now it rings a bell. Uh, Oreo was the one who lost Sadio Mane for the first Liverpool goal. Yeah. And he got sucked off during halftime. Yeah, and, and he made a hissy fit about it. He, he started, he, he scolded like Mourinho or something. And then he, he, he left. He, he the, left the stadium. Yeah, he left the stadium as well. Yeah, yeah. But he he played well against West Brom, so yeah. Um, see that. <laughs> he has his ups and downs. Last last time it was like uh one good game every ten. Now it's one good game every three. So uh, okay, <laughs> I rather have a good game every game. Uh, but you know, at, at least it's lesser now. Like he's more consistent, but definitely still gaps there. I, I would I would strongly urge Mourinho to find a, a back four like. Uh, there needs to be a replacement for all four. And I, I like Alderweire out. I, I like Alderweire out. I like Ben Davis, but yeah, it's time it's time to change. Uh, maybe left back, you can you can let it go because there's regular on there. But definitely a centre-back has to come in. You need a, you need a strong uh, a leader. So maybe like Wolves, Kona Cody, someone like that. Yeah, that would mm. be good. Yeah, so we cover a lot of position uh, in Spurs. Where do you think is the most important that Spurs need to be uh, it need to be strengthened now? Uh, Which one is the most critical speaking, position? Yeah. Speaking from Mourinho's style of play, the defense. 
because in in the Mourinho uh, way of playing is the one zero. Spurs is more than capable to score one goal with Son and Kane and Lamella. There's, there's one goal in, in, in that attack. But that defense cannot keep a clean sheet. And so if you're playing that 1-0, your one isn't the problem. Your problem is the zero. So a lot of uh, people will come in and say, no, Spurs need, a, need a, 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 an attacking midfielder. You need like a Modric to come in. You need Gaffield to come in uh, as like a sort of new signing in a way. Um, you need that kind of midfielder. Yes, but that's not the Mourinho way. So if you want to play the Mourinho way, you need that strong uh, defense there. And besides the center, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah continue. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Oh no worries. Okay. So yeah, the cent- the so you need to strengthen that defense, and also weirdly, I feel Hoybeard has recently dipped a bit as well. I, I think it's because he's overplaying. He's not used to playing this uh, this intense for, uh, for a big club before. So probably a, a, a backup to him because like if Hoiber is down, there's no there's no backup. Like Sissoko and Dombele and Wings, neither of them can play that destroyer role. Mm. Yeah. Uh, would you look to replace Hugo Lloris though? I was uh, because at one time when Lloris was leaving, I thought, oh, Gazaniga is a is a solid backup. Like Gazaniga was so solid that even uh, the likes of Liverpool were looking at him that time when Allison was injured. Yes, uh, yes. But weirdly, he became sidelined to third choice, which didn't make sense to me. Especially, like, this is the, the person I hate the most at Spurs right now. Like, I have nothing against the guy, but the signing that I hate the most right now is Joe Hart. Joe Hart. <laughs> yes, I've seen your post about him. <laughs> yes. He, like, I, I don't get it. Like, that, that I mean, I, I mean, I do get it. Like, they signed him because Spurs need to fulfill that that seven uh, homegrown players thing that but Gazzaniga's better than him and he, he, I would love to have like 2012 2013 uh, 2012 Johar or 2010 Johar I, I love that Johar but this Johar like the Johar that we have now leftover Johar he single-handedly uh, dragged Burnley into a relegation dogfight you know like when Tom Heaton came back then he, he brought uh, then Burnley became safe again but when Johar was uh, was the goalkeeper, he couldn't handle the the number of shots that Burnley faced because Burnley's way of defending is sit back and let let the let the let the opposing team just keep shooting at them. Like they, they can just take it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they, uh, and then they need a goalkeeper who's able to be a shot stopper, a good shot stopper. So Aminole would work at Burnley because it's all about shot stopping, not much about decision making. You don't have to think, should I come out now or whatnot? It's just shot saving, and. And Johan couldn't even do that. He couldn't even do yeah. shots. I think, I think he, is, he has passed so his prime. He's supposed to sign this guy. Yeah. yeah and it's be because, you know, you should get better with age. You should uh, get better with age. Like, you know, when you when you become a goalkeeper. Thinking about that, probably uh, yeah. Pichacek would still might be better than Johan. Yes. Yes. Of course. Definitely. And, and they just let... Uh, Gazzaniga go to like a relegation threatened team. I think it's Elche or something in, in Spain. Yeah, yeah, in so Liga. Good luck to, yeah, so good luck to him there. But I, I wish it was him <laughs> at, at, as uh, uh, right now. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't get rid of so, so that's why with Hart as your second choice, no, I'm not, I'm not getting rid of Loris. <laughs> but, <laughs> and I think Loris gets a bad rap at times because he makes, he makes the irritating mistakes uh, and we all remember that World Cup. But I have, I have this friend who who uh, who hates Spurs? I don't know why. 
he, he hates Spurs. He's not an Arsenal fan. He just hates Spurs for some reason. And uh, he, 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 he's always like, you know, uh, see, this is why he's a Spurs keeper, like after that, that World Cup final. Um, we're, we're still friends, by the way. It's just, uh, yeah, that, that part is just like weird. Like, why do you hate Spurs so much? Um, so there is that mistake in him, but I think he's, a, he's still a solid goalkeeper. And, you know, for him, for them to have that, that good defensive record as they do, I think it's because of him. Like currently that second, being second best defensive team in the league, I think it's him. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's the, the four in front of him. It's it's mm. him saving them. And and yeah, he he when he does make mistakes, I, I I notice most of the time those mistakes right were from initial mistakes from the defense first, and then him uh like bundling the ball. But I think like for example, if the defense managed to track a player, they don't let the player run free, then mm. there was no need for Lois to get involved in the first yes. place. Because to me, my my I, I played defense in uh, in school, and my way of thinking is goalkeeper is the last resort. So perhaps an Allison wouldn't play for me. I I just need a good shot stopper, someone who doesn't need. I don't need someone who needs to make uh, a lot of uh, important decisions. Their job is just to save the ball. That's why Brad Friedel was like uh, a really uh, very underrated keeper for, for, for Spurs uh, in the past decade. Mm. Yeah, I I want someone like that. <laughs> mm. All right, last question for tonight. Uh, Cedric, what do you think is a realistic ambition for Spurs this season? Realistic? Uh, League Cup and uh, League Cup and the... Uh, uh, Top four. Uh, the fourth place. Yes. I, oh. I'm still optimistic that we can, uh, that Spurs can reach fourth. But okay. any screw-ups, they just need to screw up one game. So I, mm-hmm. I've done like this table calculator to see like uh, if Spurs win this and whatnot. And so when I did that whole calculator, being the optimist uh, Spurs fan I am, I have them in fourth. So first is City, second Liverpool, third MU. Fourth is Spurs. But behind Spurs, the fifth, sixth, seventh, when I look at the points difference, it's like one point. So I had Spurs at 66. Uh, uh, who was fifth? Leicester at 66. Uh, Villa at 66. Chelsea at 65. So Spurs wow. just needs to scrub one game and, and that's it. Wow. Yeah. A Europa League? Europa League? Uh, it'd be great, but I'm not I'm not optimistic about winning that because uh, I, I haven't been following the Europa League games this season and Spurs mm. isn't, hasn't been really convincing. Like, they, they struggle mm. to even qualify in their group. I mean, not, mm. not struggle, but like, for, for Spurs is on paper is much stronger than the three teams. Yes. And for them to like, not comfortably winning six games, that, that's worrying. So I, I don't have big hopes for that. League Cup because Mourinho has a good final final record, and I'm someone who doesn't like to predict back to back winners. So the fact that City has won this cup back to back to back is like that has to end soon. So hopefully it ends this time. Uh, but I do because Mourinho has a good final record, but Pep mm-hmm. has an even better final record. So mm-hmm. yeah, that that would be an interesting watch. But uh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But I personally is rooting for Spurs though, just yeah, because I'm of Jose Mourinho. <laughs> The fact that you he's like playing Mourinho? against no 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 the fact that he's playing against Pep Guardiola and the fact that it's a final oh. for Jose Mourinho, I think there's something yeah. up his sleeve come the final. Yes. And not yes. only that, being rival fans, uh, we never like when one club wins too much. We always want it to end too. So. Yeah, that's why exactly. That's why, like, uh, when uh, whenever City wins the Premier League, I always predict Liverpool wins the next one. And then when Liverpool won the Premier League, I predict City wins because I don't like that back to back. I mean, yeah. that's so, what makes the Premier League so so good to watch, lah. Yeah, especially exactly. it's, it's amazing. 
Yes, because you, yeah, uh, that's actually a point I wanted to mention, which is that they are, uh, you mentioned because first were, in the, were first, so they were in the title race. Yeah. Nine teams have been top. Okay, yeah. one of those is Arsenal, so you can throw that away. But <laughs> so that means like eight teams are kind of in that title race, which means like the eight of these eight teams, two aren't going to play European football. That's how competitive it is. All right, thank you, Cedric. Um, any closing thoughts? Uh, come on, you Spurs. Don't screw up. Up one game and Leicester gets that top four. All right, thank you, thank you so much, Cedric, for joining us on this entertaining Sorry. episode. Yeah. Um. So, listeners, if you have any topic that you would like us to discuss, please do DM us. My Instagram handle is at Stephen underscore Rock underscore on. That is at S T E P H E N underscore R O C K underscore O N. And Arjun's Instagram handle is at Ruven Arjun at that's R V A N A R J U N. Again, this episode, this podcast is sponsored by. Sasha Bakery and Mr. Boy SG. Thank you, Cedric. Thank you, Arjun. We'll see you all next time. Bye bye.